The Frequency 49 show is brought to you by Niner Empire GB. Good evening all and welcome to the Frequency 49 show and for one week only I'm James Little and I'm your host. Yes that's right they've let me have a go at this and joining me tonight is Nathaniel and Simon. Thank you guys. Hi good evening everyone. Hi everybody hope you're all well. And we won. We won a game. And uh, Mr. Positive is back because we won. And now I think we have every right to be positive after that win. Um, a well-deserved win in my eyes. Um, what did you guys think of the game? Let's just get straight into it. Simon, thoughts initially? Yeah, I mean, a lot, a lot of plus points. I think, I mean, I was on the podcast last week and, and touched on that there was a, a general feeling, I thought, that things were taking an upward turn, both in terms of, where we were going as a ball club and performances uh, on the pitch as well. Um, but I don't think any of us could have really expected the level of performance. I mean, yeah, it was the Giants, but you could only beat what's in front of you. And there was quite a lot of poignant moments, both on the field and off the field, I think, on, on Sunday that filled me with a lot of hope for for the future, really. Yeah. Definitely. Uh, I Yeah, I completely agree with you. There was a lot of positive air around. And look, the celebrations after the game for me, there's been a lot of uh, Mickey taking, shall we say, of how we celebrated that win. But I was pleased to see them react like that because for me, it, it, it showed the relief that the fans, I'm sure, have felt. And it's good to see the players show the relief to finally get there. And they celebrated like a Super Bowl win. Uh, and it's it's the first win of this era, this new era that we're going into. And everything, Simon, you said yourself, everything is going positive. Everything is positive now. There isn't a bad murmuring. We're not talking about penalties and stuff. Yeah, it's only one win. Um, and, you know, they weren't perfect by any means. But it was a damn good display. And there's no reason they can't carry on doing that uh, this season. Yeah, and you say beating who's put in front of us. The Giants aren't a good team at the minute, but they've still got a quarterback who has got two rings. So I think it's I think it's a great result. I predicted us to win, but I actually put in the pick six challenge for the Giants because I thought, I know we're going to win this. So I'm going to back the Giants. and that, So now I'm just going to back against us every week and we're going to get more than one win this season. What did you think of the game, Nathaniel? Oh, wow, what a game. Um, I was really, really pleased. Um, I got the pick six completely wrong. Um, but, yeah, brilliant brilliant all-round all round game. Um, a few mistakes. And I think, you know, obviously you mentioned that, obviously, they've quarterback still. They've still got Manning. Um, they also, you know, defensively, um, Olivier Vernon, he was, he was playing quite well. I, have, I think he had two interceptions against... Um, CJ. So yeah, Bethard at, at times, I think he found it difficult to, but, but getting that out of the way, we got to look at what happened throughout the whole game. Um, yeah, really, really good. Um, I think it, it's, it's good. And to, you know, to see that celebration at the end of it, I mean, I think Staley said, he sort of stated after in the uh, kind of post game interviews that he said it felt like to him, like a, that like he'd won the the NFC West, which well it felt like he won won the NFC division. So 
you know, it was it was really really good to see relief and from the players' perspective. Um, I thought it was yeah, just just an all around really really good game. Um, also, really really, I felt quite emotional for because I didn't obviously realise what happened with regards to the Goodwin situation afterwards. Um, with regards to his uh, the the unborn, well, the the the, the whole family situation around yeah. the, the child and everything, which bit bit of a you know bit of a bit of a sweet moment I suppose but it you know for him to 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 get that that touchdown it, it, you know it, you could tell it kind of meant a lot to him I'm, I'm sure we're probably gonna talk about that in a, in a little bit more depth but yeah some real good positives um let's hope that they continue yeah yeah, I think oh, yeah. You, you mentioned Joe Staley there, Nathaniel, and I, my first point really going into the game in any kind of depth was was the, the stability that having Joe Staley and Trent Bound back uh, made to the to the offensive line. I mean, Bethard was 19 out of 25 for 288 yards. He had a passer rating of 123.4, but perhaps more importantly, he wasn't sacked once. Not one sack, and... You know, our uh, our offensive line has been leaking like a knackered fridge for the last sort of five or six weeks. Um, but, you know, and also the improvement on in the running game. I mean, uh, you know, when was the last time Carlos Hyde got to, he was too shy of 100 yards in the rush. Yeah. Um, and, yeah. you know, we, we've touched on it uh, in the past few podcasts about everything starting with the, the line of scrimmage. And I think that that was a really, really big plus point. Or is it getting Joe Staley back and, and, and Trent Brown? Oh, yeah, completely. We've said on previous podcasts, when, you know, with Rob and Kat, we had a good discussion about the the problems with the O-line. It's clear to see for everyone this season. Uh, the strength of the O-line is Staley and Brown. Obviously, the, the, other, <laughs> the problem is the other people on the O-line, which can be fixed. I do think that those two having such a good game, well, as good of a game as they did, was key. Um, Pete, and I've read things since the game saying, you know, that the, the Giants failed to bring it in any aspect of the game. Uh, I don't believe that's entirely true. Um, you know, they didn't look like... They certainly didn't let us win, did they? We, we The players won our merit. You were right. That's the... In terms of Carlos Hyde and the running, uh, too shy of 100 yards... That's the first time for three or four weeks that I've seen Carlos actually run. And I've got to give him credit for this because he's been, he's well known to be terrible at it. He's blocking for, I think it was the Goodwin touchdown, wasn't it? When he yeah, threw himself yeah, and, and blocks, um, which is where he's failed at for me. And, you know, I spent a bit of time and looking into him because I've had, obviously had the discussions with Rob and about, you know, the fate of Carlos Hyde. I've, I change on a week-to-week basis of whether I think he'll stay or not. I think if he performs like that, you've got to keep, you've got to offer the guy a new contract and keep him. But then, you know, look at Breda and the performances, the performance he put in. Uh, what did he get? Nine for fifth, nine touches, 55 yards. He got a touchdown as well, didn't he? Uh, which was good to see for the young lad. So, you know, judging on that one game, the, the running game looked good. I was pleased with uh, Hyde's blocking. Um, it was a real puss for me from the game, from the performance in total. It was great. And that Goodwin, 
I mean, I unfortunately, I admit and probably people have seen this, I actually had a very busy day on Sunday, fell, fell asleep just before the game, woke up at 5am on Monday morning. So I rewatched the whole game. On, <laughs> yeah, I missed all the game day thread. After saying to everyone, get involved in the game day thread, I fell asleep. Never mind. But I watched the full game back on Monday. Um, and that, I obviously, when I watched it, I read about what we could win. And it was, well, it was quite... Uh, not challenging to watch, but yeah, it was. It was tough to see, and I, I really, because I knew when I watched it why he was like that. And massive respect to the guy, the character. Mm-hmm. If he'd have not played that game, absolutely nobody would have criticised him for not playing that game. No. You know, no one would have done that. So again, that makes me think that this that guy wanted to play for our team and wanted to play for our coaching staff, which is another massive positive and another indication they're all getting not sucked in but they're all coming in coming together in this new regime and this new team and yes it's only our first win and it's the very early signs of things to start to click but it's it's pro you know, we've spoke continuously about progress uh, and it's obviously a big progress in terms of actually finally getting the win um but it just everything seemed to click on that day and let's hope that, you know, a few more games this season that it clicks. I think if they perform as a collective team like that, you know, if hopefully they perform like that every single game for the remainder of the season. But, you know, I'm not going to start saying about records because I've been totally wrong this season. And I was very optimistic about how things have gone. And, you know, yeah, we've had the very tight losses. So, I'm, you know, I'm just going to say that I wasn't far off wrong because a few of those games could have gone our way. But it's positive. Um, looking at the stats, they're the sort of numbers that we like to see our team put up on the offence, which has been lacking in previous weeks. How do you guys, how do you guys think the defence did this week? Well, I think Reuben Foster had a fantastic game. Um, yeah, he did. He, 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 yeah, your boy, your man. <laughs> yeah, yeah what, what, a, what, a, what a game he had. Um, he, you know recorded six solo and four assisted tackles um yeah brilliant absolutely brilliant game I, I couldn't really fault him I think that you know that the Giants struggled you know they've obviously got their their issues with their offensive line as well and there's a lot that needs to happen in New York right now I'm not going to go into that but they they yeah they they struggled with with Reuben Foster um bit of a shame because I think I, I don't think Solomon Thomas played he was questionable but um yeah, um, number ninety-nine, T Buck. What a brilliant game! Um, yeah. yeah, so we, yeah, I think there was just defensively there was some real positives, um, and um, yeah, it, it was it was it was good. That yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I think just before I go on to my little bit about the defense, I think it's probably worth mentioning uh, about Marquis Goodwin that everybody associated with the Niner Empire GB sends there prayers and, and best wishes to him and his mm-hmm. family I think yes, it's definitely yeah. worthwhile and I think you know James you definitely touched on you know the manner of the guy to actually want to play and I think that if there was some kind of reward it was that he busted that big play that we've kind of been seeing coming but it's never really materialised and it was it was you know poetic really that it that it happened on on that day of all days so I don't so, think yeah, anyone would have stopped him when he, once he caught that ball I think <laughs> you could have put any player in front of him I think uh, I, I don't Absolutely. think anyone would have stopped him. Absolutely. So, yeah, I just wanted to add that little bit in there if, uh, if that was all right. But, uh, yeah, but yeah, on to, on to the defence, I think. Um, one one uh, stat that kind of really jumped out for me was that 
the, the, the starting secondary, John, Dante Johnson, Akello Witherspoon, Eric Reed, and Adrian Colbert played Colbert. every every sixty six every snap uh, sixty six snaps for the defense, which it kind of points to one or two. Well, two things really is that the guys, the coaching staff, have settled on who they're going to play in those positions, and and B, you know, maybe the first few games they were actually just seeing what people could do and seeing what was the best um, setup. You know, they moved Reed to linebacker. They, they played, obviously had Rashad Robinson, who's since been released. There was a few other guys. Uh, Jimmy Ward obviously got injured. But, you know, it's it's been... I, I don't know how long it's been, but it must have been quite a while since, you know, that happened on, a, on our team. And with any any team sport, you know, uh, if you can get a consistent lineup, then it bodes well for the future. Um, it Worthwhile mentioning also that Adrian Colbert busted his thumb, didn't he, in one of the first plays of the game and went on to play the whole yeah. game with a broken thumb. And he put some hits in as well. I mean, there was not play. surprised he broke his thumb. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I <laughs> love that to my party. Way, was, yeah. Yeah, it, it was almost kind of Dante Whitner-esque or, you know, yeah. or not not quite Ronnie Locke. don't think anybody will ever get to that standard again. But, um, but you know, it, it was, I think it was Sterling Shepard, wasn't it, who plucked a ball out of midair and, you thought, oh well, I think it was third down as well. That, that you know, he's caught that, and it just came out of nowhere. And he, the impact, you could hear it. it just it got me off off my seat. I was, you know, go on, yeah. lad, get stuck in, kind of thing. And they're all, you can see now that the guys are on both sides of the ball are really trying to impress, and they've bought into the ethos. I mean, Ronald Blair came off in injury reserve and and got two sacks. Yeah. Um, it's just an indication that guys are coming back, they're coming back healthy, and they've bought into that locker room environment and that ethos. I mean, and it was great to see, you know, um, Lynch on the on the sideline before the end of the game and he's high-fiving and tapping butts and things like that. And you got, they're all in it together. They really are. You better stay away from my man, Ruben Foster. No, but yeah, you're exactly right. It's They're all buying into this ethos. And with the, like you say, the Ronald Blair coming back off IR... The, we have been hit really bad. I don't know what I haven't looked into our comparison to uh, you know other teams' injuries because I only really a lot to concentrate. There's enough going on with our team to keep me occupied in the NFL. Yeah, I enjoy watching the other games, but I don't really look into the other teams' uh, situations too much. But we've had a terrible time with injuries this season, and mm. perhaps that's in, that's not an indication, but has kick started these guys. These guys are getting a chance to play. Uh, like Adrian Colbert stuck out for me like a you know like a sore thumb, eh? Um, <laughs> but just selfish stuff, doesn't it? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but just like you say, that hit it was on third day. The way he celebrated that as well was brilliant to see. Um, a guy taking well, that was obviously we'll see how he progresses throughout the remainder of the season. But a guy taking his opportunity um, and performing brilliantly he really stuck out for me. Um, did Adrian Colbert more so than my man Foster to be honest um, because he was taking that opportunity and he was everywhere it was brilliant um, yeah I think you're right in terms of you know I still think we might see a little bit more tinkering with players positions and certainly you know as these guys I think Shanahan now I know I'm going to quickly flip it to the offense, but as I, you know, because he's offensively minded. But now he's seen this performance from this team. It seems clear to me, just as a fan, that these guys and that these guys know this scheme, 
Um, and mm. the plays a hell of a lot better than they have. And it was always going to take time with, yeah. how, you know, somebody coming in, doing something so different. And perhaps we're going to start to see, again, going back to the offense, this great offensive mind. And we've got to give Robert Seller, uh, the defensive coordinator, credit as well. I think now, and this bye week is only going to help us. Yeah, the bye week is kind of, kind of disrupt a bit of momentum but they've just come back off their first win of the season and they're going to enjoy and celebrate and tr- you know and practice together as a winning team for an extra week so I think it's a good thing um, that we've got this by they're going to be in practice in high spirits you know rather than going ne- you know going possibly losing and then you know th- it's going to carry on that good positive feeling and I think it's going to carry us further into our next game even better which I think you know we'll preview on another pod because we've got a bye week we're winning again this week we've got two wins on the bounce so it's great you know we're beating the bye week this week and we just, right. we just beat the Giants um so yeah, it's it's you know it was really good. It was it was it was we needed it. We really needed it, and it was the game that I think most people will say they predicted us to win. Um, and you know it's finally happened for us. So yeah, um, just think about the offense, and you know just something that Mark Lyon uh, mentioned that has been in my thoughts as well. We're coming. I know we're not. The season's not nearly over yet, but you know we're <laughs> we're heading towards that direction. Uh, and just thinking, you know, with our offense and everyone starting to play as well, and seeing Goodwin do that brilliant, you know, to get his touchdown. But just thinking a little bit ahead with the quarterback situation. So on the back of that performance, mm-hmm. CJ, I'm not well. Yeah, if you was Carl Shanahan, what would you do after the bye week? Would you put? Jimmy G straight in there would you give them split you know I mean I don't know what they'll be doing in practice in terms of reps I imagine that there's no way after that win that he could be taking many first team reps away from CJ Beathard because it would wouldn't be fair for a start but what do you guys think is going to happen after the bye do you think we're going to see Jimmy G or do you think we're going to see Beathard until it starts to look a bit pizza and then he'll just I don't know, but not throw him under the bus, but throw Jimmy G in there. What do you think? What do you guys think is going to happen? I think that's kind of the biggest question, really, isn't it? A very diplomatic response from Kyle, you know, in terms of the fact that when he was asked, when he was questioned, is is Garoppolo going to start after the bye week? He said he had no plans to to make him start. Um, quite diplomatic, but I think, I, I guess in a sense, it's really dependent on how how the bye week goes and how everybody else responds. It, it'll just be interesting to see. I mean, you, you never know what really, you never actually know what's going to happen behind closed doors. I think that Garoppolo has had, you know, sort of t- two weeks now of kind of getting to know the system you could see even when he was on the sideline he was listening into the plays and how how they are and they're long complex plays i mean as you've as you just might rightly mention james it, it is long it is complex it's how many how many words is it for a you know a marquis goodwin touchdown it, um, they but, it up on screen didn't they and it was ridiculous it was like yeah. hundreds of an insane person you know calling the blocks like, and everything as well yeah yeah it's like a chemical formulation isn't it it really yeah, I, I, yeah. um so 
I mean, I think it's difficult to state, really. I don't think anybody really, from I mean, from right at the start of the season to where we are right now, everybody thought, well, we've got Brian Hoyer, we're going to have him, and then potentially, you know, CJ's going to play and he's going to get into the mix and everything. I think that Jimmy Garoppolo's going to be, he is our franchise quarterback. I think he's the future. Um, but do I think he's going to start after the bye week against the Seahawks as well against the Seahawks um, against, you know, this, this is only two weeks, you know, by then it will only be three weeks that he's learnt, learnt the system. Um, and I mean, in, in theory, you know, the last two games prior to this offensively, we've not really been able to kind of produce as much if, if you like. And yeah. that he's not really had a chance to see how any, you know, any of the players or, or you know, wide receivers move aside potentially from that game my my feeling and my thought is at this stage no i don't think jimmy garoppolo is going to start for, for for two weeks time after the bye week i think they're going to keep him a little bit longer i think he will play um but i think they need to keep him a little bit longer um get him adjusted to, to the system a little bit more see how the other players are playing and then potentially, yeah, starting towards the, the end of the season. I, I agree with you entirely, Nathaniel. I think that, you know, what we can't lose sight of is that, that Jimmy G has been bought to be the face of the franchise and he has been bought to fulfil that franchise quarterback position. I think had we lost against the Giants this week, I think we probably would have seen him start against the Seahawks. I still think he will play. I think he will, I think he will get some reps, but you can't pull CJ Bethard out after that performance and and one thing I did want to touch on was particularly on the Goodwin touchdown was the strength of his arm mm-hmm. how far did he throw that ball it just went into orbit didn't it and you know it's we've gone from having Hoyer and Barkley and you know this guy CJ Bethard who nobody really knew anything about all of a sudden you know that the future's looking bright in the, at the QB spot isn't it you know it's just masses and masses of potential and uh, yeah, another reason to be positive, I guess. Sometimes, you know, we've spoken about the veterans getting put on notice, um, and the, you know, the, the clear out. We're yet to see with the off season exactly to that extent. You know, whether <laughs> the previous regimes, players, all of them will be gone. We'll see about that. Um, I personally think now that judging on everything this week, they're going to keep Joe. St- I think they'll keep Joe Staley around. Um, just to touch on that subject, I think Staley mm. stay around. Don't know with Carlos Hyde. Uh, depends on contract negotiations and the draft of course what you know which way they want to go they're not going to go quarterback you're very right the quarterback situation is <laughs> has gone from horrendous to very you know quite positive um you know at first glance beth for me a bethard well bethard looks you know what i've what we've seen of him so far in the nfl a decent backup at least um, you know, he's won. He's, he's only won one game, but like you said, the strength of his arm. Uh, I looked into a little bit of his college stuff, which I don't do too much, but I do because I was intrigued with um, him and uh, George Kittle's um, college days because they played together. And yeah, yeah I, I've seen the strength of his arm in college, uh, in the highlights I've seen for college. So, and I think that's something they identified when they drafted him. So it yeah it's again it's all positive it's uh, it's a happy show we've just won 
<laughs> so yeah it's good is there anything else you guys wanted to mention um just one negative if i can yeah go on. which is um we've, 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 well we've touched on it again it's been mentioned in in the last couple of podcasts but cow juice check two fumbles in two weeks now mm. um struggling to get on board with him really really struggling um you know all right is it Mark's um, stats, it says that he's not fumbled since 2014. So it may just be one of those bus service kind of things. You know, you wait ages for one and two come along at once kind of thing. But um, we just need to get more out of him. You know, I just yeah. really see him. I mean, his production's not great. Um, one rush for no yards. Um, and then, you know, he had five catches for 27 yards. But um, not the kind of high... Influencing fullback that we that we expected when he was drafted, but um, you know, yeah, I thought it was worth mentioning. You know, we've got to put a little bit of a bit of balance on it, I suppose. Yeah, uh, no, you're right. We've spoken. Well, I've certainly spoken on the podcast before about my disappointment in the lack of use of him. Um, they went out and got and signed the best fullback in the league last season, who is the Juice, Carl Juzdek. Um and I've seen very little from him and what I have seen hasn't been particularly impressive um, they need to use him if they don't and this carries on to the end of the season he isn't going to be there next year lads so yeah let's I hope for the you know I hope for the sake of the team and him that he, we, we start to see the fullback that we did sign uh, and give that contract to I just wonder whether we're kind of utilising him in the best position. I mean, if he's, you know, he's played well previously in, in previous seasons, I just wonder whether or not... <laughs> it's, it's difficult, isn't it? And he's he's had a few few injuries this, se- this season already. Um, see some more, more improvement fr- from him. Um, it is a competitive kind of um, team now. I, I, I think that obviously both... Lynch and Shanahan are, are still trying to instill this, you know, sort of this nature of a, it is a competitive team. They're, they're obviously going to have to make kind of sacrifices along the way. It has to benefit, it has to be beneficial to, to the team, really. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And then just one thing to finish off for you, James. Mm-hmm. Um, Ruben Foster is currently graded as the fourth best linebacker in the NFL. The I, I think honestly believe if he I mean let's uh, hopefully he stays fit for the remainder of the season but if, if he'd have played every game this season I said if you remember right back I think it might have even been week one that um, he would, would for me would have been in without seeing too much of him then certainly seeing him playing now defensive play, rookie defensive player of the year uh, I don't quite know if he'll do it he'll be able to do enough to get that now Um I've wanted him to continue to learn under Bowman and obviously we all know what happened with that uh, and he, it doesn't seem look like it doesn't seem to look like it's been much of a hindrance to him in losing Bowman it might have actually helped the guy be you are the main man at that position for us yeah uh, it'll be we'll see how he gets on next year with Malcolm Smith comes back um yeah but okay. we all know how I fit yeah exactly I I felt that do my research on him because he was the one guy at the draft um, that I wanted us to draft that I knew 
and done a bit of it. I don't know what it, I don't know what it is about Ruben Foster, but I've got to, I've got yeah, I just thought honed in on him. We drafted him, I was ecstatic. I do think the guy is a brilliant, brilliant player. I think he's gonna be a brilliant player for us and in this league for a number of years. And it's one of my favourite positions, you know, yeah, with, with Bowman and Bowman and Willis. Uh, the, when I first watched started watching the Niners, yeah. you know, yeah, it, was, it, was it was that position. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just I mean, one I, more thing. Oh, sorry. Sorry, just, sorry I was just going to say, I, I, follow, I follow a guy, I don't know if any of you have heard of him, he's um, as a 12-year NFL veteran and he does a bit, quite a bit of analytical work now for the NFL called Brian Baldinger. Um, yeah. And yeah. I don't know if you've seen his, he's, he's basically said that, you know, that you know, Ruben Foster is, there's no playbook for a player like him. He just plays purely off instinct. And yeah. He's not seen a linebacker like him for 10, 15 years. So, mm-hmm. um it's really, really, you know, you know, yeah. high praise indeed, kind of thing. And yeah. you know, some of the things he's been tweeting the the, uh, the players and just watching him, and it's cameras solely focused on him and the energy and just the, you know, the intensity that he plays with and his ability to see things almost mm. before they happen. What a player! He's, he's a good analyst as well. I, I, I yeah, he is. also uh, yeah. really knows what he's talking about, in my opinion, anyway. <laughs> uh, but uh, no, I completely agree. No, I was just going to add um, just quickly. I hope that, you know, obviously he's, he's having a really great year, um, Ruben Foster. It's a shame that obviously we lost him for the first few games. Last season, I think it was last season, Patrick Willis came back just to kind of get the crowd growing last year. So, you know, hopefully he can come along to one of the practice sessions and he's quite an instinctual sort of player, um, Foster. Tips a lot along the way from Patrick Patrick Willis really wouldn't probably go miss. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 well, I say I know from you know watching and reading stuff. That sort of thing certainly happens. And John Lynch, one of his first actions when he came in as GM was to get back in contact with a number of ex-players. I don't know whether Willis was one of them, and he get these guys in and out, you know, in and around the building. Um, you know, most of them, the sorts of players that he was. Welcome. I forget the names. I, I'm not going to say, you know, because I forget them. But he was getting ex players in and around the building. I think this, um, this, you know, John Lynch. Uh, that's very much on his. I don't know whether they all do it. I say I've seen it. We've all seen on hard knocks when the the ex players and the ex coaches turn up. But I think sometimes that's a bit organised by HBO. But yeah, I do. I do think that sort of thing does go on in the NFL, and I do hope that the Niners have been doing it. One thing. One final point and terms of talking about the team and the game and everything mark lion who does our research raised a very good point looking forward to next season again we're not quite near the end with the draft and everything thinking about free agencies so our quarterback situation is looking very good um, and thinking towards what sort of uh, weapons our quarterback who you know nathaniel said jimmy g is our franchise quarterback I think that's pretty clear for us all to see so next season he'll be our starting quarterback thinking of the weapons that he uh, could be using and looking at and Mark's gladly put, uh, put the list together the free agents in wide, in the wide receiver position next year and we've got a lot of cap space uh, to go after these players just a few names Sammy Watkins I mean obviously some of these guys might get re-signed by their current teams but these you know these guys that quite possibly be uh, hitting the free agency market Looking at, for instance, the younger players, Sammy Watkins, Taylor Gabriel. Uh, what else we've got Shanahan here? Shanahan knows him from Atlanta as well, doesn't it? I, I, 
I, I like Taylor Gabriel. Uh, yeah, I when I when I uh, when I play Madden, he was the first one I signed this year. <laughs> <laughs> only, only just I don't know. I like I, like, I do like Taylor Gabriel. Um, Alshon Jeffrey is looking to hit, and he'll command a large salary. But if we've got the quarterback, we don't need to draft the quarterback. And um, again, don't haven't looked too much towards the draft. We've, we've all heard of this Barkley, and we've all heard of the quarterbacks mentioned. I don't think. Well, we're definitely not going after a quarterback. Could go for Barkley. I, from what I little I know about college football, that's who I would choose at the minute. Um, I'm not sure about the wide receivers are available to you know in the I, draft. I, but... Actually, James, I was just gonna and you, you, just on cue, um, I was going to add a, a player that, um, that, that I I read a, something on, I think it was um, ESPN this week around you know who the Niners could look to draft um, in the 2018. Calvin Ridley out of Alabama Crimson Tide um, oh, yeah. okay. playing really really well apparently um, this year this this kid you know he's he's, he's done quite well um, and he's been it's something that we're, we're struggling with right now but um, a guy that's wide receiver could come up I, I like you I, I don't watch a lot of college football but obviously I'm always trying to kind of increase my knowledge and get you know a little bit more and, and watch when I can but it, yeah, I, I think that he could potentially, if we can draft, we, I think the, the wide receiving call this year for, for the draft is looking good. So, and this is this could be a key guy that could potentially come come up in 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 for us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is all just you know speculating towards the. Oh, of course, it's just speculation. You yeah. know, you got to start somewhere and. Yeah, it's, yeah. See what happens, really. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's exciting times, isn't it? And I think you know, with the, off the back of the win, uh, is not sparked more Mr. Positive James to come back because we all said it, it's been a, well, it is a process and progress and such things. Um, but yeah, we'll see. It's all exciting times. So I just wanted to have a quick mention. Now we've spoke about the game. We haven't really mentioned it on the podcast too much this year is the pick six competition that we do in the Facebook group. And um, just wanted to have a little look at the leaderboard. And there I am midway. Great. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. <laughs> I would like to add, I, I purposely dropped a point last week to back the Giants so that we would win. But never mind. Uh, so leading it is Bonnie. Bonnie's leading it, and Brian Davis is second with Neil Jepson behind. Closely, those guys have got one game behind Bonnie's 41 points. How are you guys doing in that? Are you, uh, I'm trying to find your, your names on this long list of leaderboard. I, I think I'm... Obscurity, I think. Mm, snap. I'm sixth in in the uh, in, in it, I think, so not doing 35. too well. I think it's, yeah, 35, which is joint sixth. Mm-hmm. Um, not, not bad, I suppose. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just play it because I enjoy doing it. You know, it's a good social thing for for us to do, and yeah, yeah. just it's it's good fun. <laughs> I, I, mi- I missed a week. I must say, I missed a week, and I, I didn't put the uh, try and sneak them in. You know, after the results had gone on. So yeah, mine's, mine's an honest total, if nothing else. You know. Yeah, Richard Richard Burley also forgot to do that. And when he came on, we asked him about it. He went, forgot to do it last week. So I got, whenever I mention it on the show, I must check that everybody uh, has done them every week. Now I'm joking. It's fine. Um, <laughs> Right, so that's the game wrapped up and everything, and we're all happy on the back of that. Are we? Uh, should we go straight into the two-minute drill? I'm going to add, add one more thing about it's really positive to see, you know, sort of John Lynch being in in that setting with all the other players. You, you wouldn't have had that with the uh, previous GM, um, and it really it just shows a lot. And 
I don't think there's many teams within within the league that actually have a GM that comes down and gets involved with 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 the team following whether it's a win or a loss. He's I, I'm I. I, I don't see much, but you don't see much that goes on behind the scenes. But it's just he's always there. He always seems to. If you had a good good game, he'll give you. A, you know, he'll he'll give you some respect to give you. Well, whether you've had a good game or a bad game, he'll still give you some respect in terms of what's happening. But I just think it's really really positive to see a GM that we. It's it's nice to to be associated with 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 that. So yeah. No, that's yeah, that's a very good point. Um, I, we spoke when we, he got hired that he's. I think he's very much a play, he's an ex-player, isn't he? So he's very much a player's person, um, and obviously, you know, his relationship with the coach. It was good to see. Uh, you know, the celebrations in you know in a whole was great to see everyone collectively celebrating together. Um, I think it gives a clear indication to everyone um, that they're all very much in this together, as we are fans also. Just in, uh, just in being visible. Is a massive change, isn't it? From yeah, from, yeah. from his, the previous incumbent. Um, we can say his name. <laughs> uh, he got turned Even, into a swear word, didn't he? He did. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know whether it was allowed or not. I don't know if there's any of the ladies listening to the podcast. Yeah, um, but yeah, just having him, and he's a relatable character, isn't he? People see his passion and they automatically feel this guy actually wants us to do well. Whereas you know the the old guy, you never saw him and. When you did, it was very boring and mundane, and then it drafts someone with a, a really in rehab from a serious knee injury, and then it just kind of went round in circles from there, didn't it? So, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> any change is good from that guy. Indeed. Okay, two minute drill. Let's do this. Uh, my first time as host doing the two minute drill, so. Stand by. At least I'm not answering the questions because I tend to go off on a tangent. It tends to be about a 10 minute drill, but never mind. Ready? <laughs> Ready. Yep. Simon, after starting two and two, the Patriots have reeled off five consecutive wins to top the AFC East and joint best AFC record with the Steelers. Are they still going? To... <laughs> Are they still the? Oh God! Are they still the team for everyone to beat? Not necessarily the team to beat, but I think you have to beat them to get to the Super Bowl. Okay, Nathaniel. The Browns are now the only remaining winless team. Yeah, they are at 0 9. Will they go 0 16? Yes. Simon, Dante Johnson has played all defensive snaps in the last two games since Rashad Robinson was traded. Will he be on the team next year? Yeah. Nathaniel, who will win the NFC West? Rams or Seahawks? Seahawks. Okay. Simon, Carlos Hyde said that he wouldn't enter contract discussion until the Niners won. Now we've won, will you give him a new contract? I'd love to keep him. Yeah, I like Carlos Hyde. Okay. Nathaniel, how many games how many games will we see in London next year? Um so yeah, I think it's um it's looking like it's gonna be four. <laughs> okay. Simon, did we get value for uh, trading better than the third round? Is he a good third round pick? Great third round pick, yeah. Lots of value. Okay, okay. Nathaniel, Hyde would likely command somewhere around eight million a year. Does that change your decision on whether to keep him around? Even though I asked Simon the other question. No, I think um, he's he's definitely worth eight million. I think just yeah, you've got to keep him around. Okay, Simon, Carl Juszczyk was the highest paid fullback in the NFL when he signed this year. Are we getting value? No, not yet. We might do. We might end up getting it, but uh, again, we touched on it about utilising them in the right places. 
Uh, okay, and that's it. Two minutes. Yay. <laughs> that was two minutes. <laughs> it was. It was two minutes. And that's it from us, guys. I've got through my first show of host show as host. Thank you, Simon, for being on. Thank you, Nathaniel. And I'm actually just going to hand over to our regular host, and Graham's going to do his fancy thing again, and she's going to give the official uh, thanks and goodbye to you all. So I just want to say goodbye, fellas. Goodbye, fellas. Goodbye, everyone. Thanks to Audionautics.com for the music. Thanks to our friends Mark Lyon, Andrew Mitchell, Deepak Gohill, Paul McDonald, Rob Newell, Daryl Nils Hanman, and Graham Ross for all the work they do on the group and the show. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Niner Empire GB and on Facebook, search for our group, the Niner Empire GB. Also, be sure you check out our Frequency 49 blog on Podbean or in your favorite podcast site. You can also email us at Frequency49Show at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. Goodbye for now.